Hey, hon, you have just tuned in to My Boss Circle on your favorite podcast platform. I am your boss host, Alexis Sierra, founder and business strategy coach. My Boss Circle empowers a network of women entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs to build scalable businesses through boss conversations and relationship building. I am so excited because today we have a special boss friend in the house coming to the circle, entrepreneur, and what I like to call her is certified entrepreneur, Miss Taria Vision Avant. Welcome to the circle, Taria. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and congratulations on this incredible circle. Thank you so much, so much. Oh my gosh. Taria is one of my <laughs> favorite people. <laughs> we have had so much fun together at so many events, networking and making some great connections. We have met millionaires and billionaires together. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that's real, real talk. talk. Real talk. <laughs> yes. So yeah. we have had so much fun. So I really want to tell everybody a little bit about kind of how we met and became boss friends. But I think that your version of the story is so much better and funnier than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. First of all, um, for everybody that's listening, I used to call myself the self-proclaimed introvert. And I realized that, you know, calling myself an introvert was just really a conditioning of my own mind. Um, But when I would go to networking events, I would always just kind of feel uncomfortable. But I knew that in order to expand my business, it was something that was required and needed. So I would go to these different networking events and my quote unquote introverted self would never get anything out of it. So what I started doing was I would say, okay, when I come to this event, if I've spent money, I need to walk out of here meeting at least two people. So I only had a goal of meeting two people, right? And so I was sitting here the entire time waiting because I'll just like to talk to everybody. You know what I mean? I'm very observant. And uh, this woman walked in and it was kind of like the music had turned on or something. I don't know. (laughs) And she had this green dress. You know what's so funny? Um, I actually have a green dress that's pretty similar to that. I just now thought about that. Yeah, because your dress was banging. When she walked in, looked <laughs> like money, okay? I was like, I don't know who that is, but I'm going to meet her. And uh, when she came in, I just paid attention. It's almost kind of like I was a guy. It was weird. Um, and when she came, I had met this other gentleman that night as well, but um, when she came in, I was watching her and very observant, and I noticed just the way that she moved, and she looked like a mover and shaker, and, and that was always my goal, you know, to meet people that are movers and shakers, and we spoke that night, and I mean, literally, when we first started talking, it was like we had yeah. known each other for a while, because we keyed, like, we really keyed that night, and then ever since then, like, you had been inviting me to events, and you and I have been connecting, we've been going to different conferences, and then we became friends. And so, it, you know, I, I love relationships yeah. that can start off like that. Um, very genuine. But at the same time, you're just a, another woman that inspires me because you, you're just continuing, continuously moving forward. I and appreciate that's what I that, friend. I mean, listen, I remember when you walked up to me, we were actually bonding over um, Perul's desserts. She had some cake pops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I don't know if you were talking about these snacks. 
Yes, the but yes oh my okay. gosh i'm just so excited to have you on the show i mean like just in case you don't know who miss taria vision avant is and you've been living under a rock <laughs> she is the author of more than 15 <laughs> books honey her latest book is a six-figure vision and how to not be a broke author. I mean, come on now. Who don't need that information? <laughs> yes, she has been on Hello. ABC, Hello. Fox, CBS, and so many more, honey. The list goes on. I'm just so excited. So I just want you to kind of just get into it. Let's go ahead and get into it. And tell us a little bit about your background and your business. Because I think it's really important for especially all my aspiring authors and speakers out there. This episode is just for you. So make sure you turn that, turn it, turn your podcast up right now <laughs> and tune in because definitely we have some great information from Miss Taria Vision of Vine. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your background. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, it's always like, okay, where do you want me to start? Because, you know, I believe that everything that we are, it, it has everything to do with like our entire journey, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so my journey has been just, you know, incredible. Um, however, what I will do is I'll start, um, off of when I moved to Atlanta, I'm originally from Virginia and I moved to the A, uh, so that I could start my journey of entrepreneurship. Now, mind you guys, I have been what I like to call a professional tripreneur, uh, by that time if for more than, um, almost going on eight, nine years, right? I had been trying every single thing under the sun, <laughs> all types of businesses, uh, but then I also would quit them. So I would try and quit and try and quit. I never stuck with anything. So after my father had passed away from cancer, I moved to Atlanta and started a business. Um, then I got into the industry of network marketing. Now, if anybody that's listening to my voice, if you are in network marketing or have ever been in network marketing, you know that that is a continuous grind. Um, but what really happened was I'll never forget Alexis. It was like, uh, this is another mm -hmm. one of those pivotal moments in my life. I was, um, I just hit the top level of leadership in my network marketing company. Um, and you know, when you hit that top uh, level of leadership, you know, you feel yourself, you're making some good income. I was quote unquote, that dream car had this six figure car that every time you get an oil change, it costs a thousand dollars. I was so over it. Um, but I had, I had this, this, what seemed to be like a great life, but, um, I had, called some people that I met when I first moved to Atlanta. One of the the persons that I called was this gentleman who had become a lawyer when I had first moved there. And now, you know, he had just become partner. So I was like, Hey, let's do lunch. And so it was this restaurant over there in Atlanta. Um, dang, I forget the name of that area. It's somewhere like midtown, mm -hmm. downtown almost. And I don't even know if that restaurant is there anymore. Uh, but we sat and we ate and he told me he had just made partner and and then he was like, well, what are you doing? And then I told him I was, you know, in this business and I was selling coffee and, and he was like, wow, you got your own coffee. I was like, well, no, I'm a, I'm a distributor. And, and you, y'all, the way that he looked at me when I told him that I was a distributor <laughs> in network marketing, immediately I felt some wow. kind of like judgment. I was like, well, what? I was like, okay, sir, I'm probably, in the now let me just be honest, y'all, ladies. In my mind, I was like, now nah, I know he is not over here trying to play me. I'm probably <laughs> making more money than him. But 
the mature the mature side of me said, Taria, don't do it. Just stay, stay calm. And so I uh, realized that there were still people that would not necessarily respect me um, as an entrepreneur because of the industry that I was in. You know, it, it has a lot of negative associations with it. So I wrote a book. And girl, when I tell you, it's kind of like writing that book. Um, and it wasn't just that simple. Like I had, I had already invested into coaching uh, and all these coaches talked about how, you know, you should write a book. And then I went to this conference and talking about you should write a book. And it had been, you know, in my head for a while. But for me, I always thought that writing a book meant writing a biography. And I just never wanted to really do that. Um, so when I wrote that book, the doors opened up immediately. I was getting invited to speak at spaces like a real estate organization invited me to come speak about goal setting. I got a, a bridal organization. They they meet they met every month, like people that helped, wow. you know, people in the bridal world from whatever, doesn't matter what they do. Yeah, they wanted me to come talk about vision boards and goal setting. Um, I was being invited to speak at many of these networking groups that before, because they knew I was in network marketing, they didn't want me to really come speak because they thought <laughs> I would try to recruit everybody. But now all of a sudden, I'm qualified, right? And so writing that book, it changed my life. Um, and then I went through a very, very deep depression um, at that point, I was trying to write this book because I was going to leverage it to build my network marketing organization. However, a lot of the people didn't quite understand the purpose or the mission. Um, and so that kind of was like a downer. And then at the same time, I had one of my large groups that decided to, he wanted to transition to another company, uh, another friend of mine, she had gotten sick. It was like, everything started happening at once. Like when I tell you, it was like the rain and the thunderstorms wow. and everything started pouring down on your girl. The guy who I thought was going to be my uh, husband, the, the I thought he was the man of my dreams, which was funny because I thought he was the man of my dreams, but he was nothing wow. like what I've ever liked. And so in my mind, I was yeah, right? So I was thinking, well, maybe this is, he is the man for me because he's nothing like, if like all the people I've liked before, they never worked out. Well, kind of find out, not only did I think he was the man of my dreams, uh, but it was about, I'll, listen, when I say I lied to you, not several women, I, I don't even want to get the numbers. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so I fell into a deep depression um, and many people did not know that because as women, bosses, you know, we know how to put on makeup. Right. We know how to put on that face, put on yeah. that suit and go out here and fight against the world. And so, like, when I was doing my work, I would put on, you know, that smile and I was functional and uh, but I was functionally depressed and I would go home and, and contemplate, like, do I even want to be here anymore? You know, I'm now single. I don't have any kids. My parents are gone. It's just Taria. And I used to honestly feel like there was like, what's the point? It's just me. Mm. Um. The fortunate thing about this whole situation, though, and I'll never forget it, I, I was in the, the company still, and I was in Las Vegas, and um, we, I was in the room, in the hotel room. Now, mind you, at this point, when I wrote this book, my income also had went backwards in the network marketing uh, company I was in, uh, so I couldn't even stay at the main hotel. I stayed at a hotel that was connected to a train. Um, now in LA, this same hotel is a, it's a five-star hotel. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna go stay at this one. Uh, but it wasn't the hotel and they had just opened up. Uh, so anyways, I was in that hotel and that's when I was trying to decide on whether or not to stay here in this world or keep it moving. Um, wow. unfortunately, but fortunately, praise the Lord, anything that was 100% guaranteed, I was too afraid. <laughs> like I, it's funny cause I have, I have a gun. Mm -hmm. 
but I don't wow. like guns. Um, I don't like like I don't like heights. So you know, if you jump off of something, then that's guaranteed. Um, and then when I looked up like pills, they were you know the, the the success rate of somebody taking a bunch of pills, it was not. It was like five percent. So I was like, okay. Yeah, it was very low. Um, and I don't know if that was true or not. Maybe it was just God intervening. And, and not, not even maybe, I know. Um, God God didn't want me to do that. And so put anything that I would see that would distract me from being able to make it successful. So I said, well, God, if this is not going to be the decision, then what am I going to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? Because I don't want to be in this. I don't want to do this this network marketing thing anymore. Not to say that it didn't change my life, but a lot of bad things happened to me in that industry. Um, and I, you know, I don't have this husband, you know, that I thought I was going to have that I, I hung on to for all of these years and I don't have kids. And so what are you going to do? And so that's when, um, I got an opportunity to do my very first workshop teaching people on whatever I wanted to. And I decided to teach people how to write books. That was 2014. Um, I did that. And, you know, several years later, we've helped more than 5,000 people to, to become what I like to call certified entrepreneurs, where they're learning how to leverage their books. Yay. And I have not looked back. And it has been one of the biggest things. Uh, and I just continue to thank God because he kept me. I did a video about that too. Um, using that song, God kept me. Um, because it was, I feel like every single one of us, we have a purpose here in this world. And, you know, a lot of times we can get caught up, Alexis, looking at what other mm -hmm. people are doing or other people's lives. And we get a little confused on our gift or our purpose um, that God has given us. So that's, that's my journey. And, and that's it. how we're Thank here today. Thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners. You know, I, I'm always talking to other entrepreneurs about, you know, the biggest part that people don't really talk about, they talk about all the all the good stuff that comes with the success and the money and the traveling and being able to get whatever you want and all of that stuff, you know, being in that limelight. But they don't talk about all the time how to manage that stress and anxiety that comes with um, being an entrepreneur and the success of entrepreneurship. So tell us a little bit about because I know you wrote a book and I have I have been able to help a lot of women. Um, by telling them about your book on depression and fear. What are some tips that you could give to entrepreneurs on managing their stress I always and anxiety say this quote, that have worked for you? Excuse me, that I had learned or heard from uh, Pastor Joel Olstein. He, he said, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And I always use that. I always use that uh, because it is truth. Like, guys, you know, we cannot escape the rain. I don't care how good we are. <laughs> I don't care how perfect we are, yeah. you know. Um, all of us are going to go through it. And, and I say, you know, to the entrepreneur, to the boss lady or to the woman that's looking to climb that ladder, um, you're going to deal with it the most because, you know, you're going against against more adversities. And so the fact that you know that it's coming, I always tell people the fact that you know it's coming, then allow yourself to be OK with that. And, and to know that sometimes a setback, as Willie, uh, Dr. Willie Jolly would say, a setback is only a setup for a comeback. And so I, whenever something happens to me, I promise you, I don't get emotional about it. Uh, I, if, I, if I need to take a day to step back so that I can evaluate the whole situation, I do so. Um, but I don't get emotional anymore about situations that happen to me because I believe if it's happening to me, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. I mean, to, to know that you push through that, 
terrible time in your life and, and something beautiful was birthed out of that. I mean, that that itself is inspiring and it's really amazing. And I'm so glad that you're here, friend. Thank you. I really, really am. I am so grateful for you and I thank God for you all the time, honey. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about um, your book profit club. Well, because yeah. I mean, I heard that you've impacted some 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 great entrepreneurs. I think five thousand plus entrepreneurs. Yeah, Am I right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I cannot believe it. Um, only because like I had no clue this is what I would be doing. And honestly, you know, I don't believe that necessarily the the, the gift that I have is is necessarily teaching people how to write books. That's not the gift. Um, that's just a, like, that's just the vehicle that I'm using right now. But, you know, we started off doing this and, um, the goal with book profits club, as you hear book profits, we want to help authors to become profitable because what I have found Alexis is that a large majority, very large majority of authors are out here with even multiple books and no money. And I feel like that is crazy. Like if you have, if you write the right book, the right book is the difference of you becoming the next Harry Potter (laughs) celebrity movie author, Mm -hmm. whatever to not. And so while I don't teach those style of books, I do teach books that are designed to take you to another level. And I think many people that are out here writing books or they're going to publishers, they're not really coming up with the right game plan. So we came up with this. This Book Profits Club is actually a monthly membership. Um, and we have different tiers. Uh, but the goal is not that you just have a book, but you have a book and you know how to, to leverage that to build those multiple streams of income. That's amazing. I mean, because that's normally the part where everyone seems to miss the mark when they decide to just go and write a book with no type of no type of coaching or training, you know, and they think, okay, if I write this book, I'm telling my story or I'm telling how, you know, how a how to version of how I've become successful doing whatever this particular industry is. But I really don't know how to turn that into speaking engagements or anything. And listen, your conference that I attended, I mean, I still have the notes from that conference. (laughs) Yes, I mean, it was definitely a a really impactful uh, conference because it's really great that you are able to highlight all of the entrepreneurs that you have really paid the way for and showed them how to be successful at. Um, becoming an entrepreneur and not just an author with the book that's on the shelf that no one is reading or right you know what I mean (laughs) and also especially the fact that that has kind of launched other opportunities for them so um so also tell us a little bit about um like the urban CEO network because I I, you know I love everything about that that organization Well, first of all, let me tell you, my homegirl one day called me up and her name is Alexis Sierra. And she was like, girl, let me tell you, (laughs) you need to start a nonprofit and this is how you can do it. And I was like, word, word to the bird. Right. And so (laughs) I decided to start this nonprofit. Now I want y'all to hear me and hear me well. Um, I started this nonprofit after I had become profitable. Uh, so that I could actually fund it. Now, I know some people 
are able to get into nonprofits and immediately get them funded and whatnot. But like, I didn't want to go that route. I don't want to go the route of asking people for money and things like that. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I could afford to, if I needed to, to pay for what we needed to, to do so we could start doing events and things like that, which we did. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, but urban CEO, urban actually stands for unapologetic, real bold, action oriented and nonconforming. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I've only ever worked in corporate America for about one year. Um, the, everything else that I had in my life was all like, you know, like jobs, like working at a telemarketing. That's not corporate America. That's not, you know, you're not getting a 401k. You're not, you're not understanding investing and things like that. So I worked um, that year um, in this company. It was actually in Virginia. Uh, I was a database administrator. And uh, when my father passed away, that's when I left the world of corporate America. And so I didn't really understand a whole lot of certain terminology. You know what I mean? And for me, the only thing that I knew how to do was to bootstrap. Yeah. This means roll your sleeves up and grow. Unfortunately, a lot of people that come from the urban community, and mind you, urban is not a color thing. It's a community. We have people that are a part of urban CEO who are all nationalities. It's just that sometimes you lack the resources, or maybe it's not even because, you know, there are resources everywhere. You lack the understanding of the resources. And so for me, like, I would go to events. <laughs> Alexis, I was at an event not too long ago, some months ago, when, when you know, mm -hmm. we were out and about, and um, I was sitting down this event and they were talking about expanding and the, the the words that they were using the vernacular i didn't understand nothing that they were talking about it was so wow. confusing to me and so when i asked the person beside me i said what is that and they explained it i'm like well why don't they just say it like that instead of like that because that's confusing and for the regular person like myself who don't understand this this, this corporate lingo i'm lost and this is why i feel like a lot of people in the urban community they just say they throw their hands up and they say forget it i'm just gonna grind like we don't understand the money that's available to us we don't understand the the the, the software the tools the people the resources things that are out here and so that's what i created the urban ceo movement so unapologetic real bold action oriented and non-conforming uh and the reason why we have all of those is because you know entrepreneurship looks different um, these days than, than what most of us have been taught. You know, we've been taught that you got to look a certain way, talk a certain way. And honestly, that's not the truth. In some communities, they talk and act the way that they want to, mm -hmm. and they still are making millions. And so I feel like we should be comfortable in our own space. And so that's what we're all about. And uh, we also have some great things that we do, uh, conferences. Our goal is to try to make all of our events very low uh, invest investment uh, costs uh, or free. Uh, and we like to bring some incredible movers and shakers to be able to speak to our audiences um, from all different walks. So, you know, whether or not you came from the urban community or you were able to, you know, grow into a different space, we like to do that. And, I and love that. And that's very, very powerful because, I mean, you made some great key points in there. It, I think it's really helpful that you created a platform to where entrepreneurs can get access to the same information, but just in a, in a way that they actually understand it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really, yes. really important. Definitely. 
and, and keeping it like, you know, um, always kind of like entry level. I know that there's organizations out there that once you start understanding or once you get it, then we, you know, our goal is to connect you to everyone. So we don't ever want to change that. We always want people to feel like, you know, that they can start with us and maybe elevate to that next level. You know, we've had people come to our events that told us that we don't, we, I don't even own a suit. And I almost didn't come because I thought wow. you needed to have a suit in order to come. No, you can wear what you want to wear to come. And we've got people who do come suited. You know, we want people to feel comfortable wherever they are. Meet us where you are and then let us be that connection, that bridge to the people that we feel based on your, oh, your level awesome. of where you need to go. You know, it really just kind of brings um, a different outlet for people to have, you know, and I, I just think it's awesome what you're doing, Taria. I really do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I think it's awesome what you that's the only reason why you still my friend. Cause now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe a little bit too. Because we just connect so much, but you inspire me. And I and I believe that it's important to have people around you that inspire you. You know, friendships should be beneficial. And you know, you should be around people that encourage you to be better and you know, not just on your business side, um, but just on a personal personal level as well, the things that you do. So I'm really honored to hear you say that. Oh, same here, friends. Same here. So, so tell us what's like the number one mistake that you see a lot of authors make, because you know, everybody wants to write a book, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I know that a lot of people are making a couple of mistakes. So what's like that number one thing that you've seen? Well, I always say this, people write books to tell versus books to sell. Now, this is it. And what I mean by that is everybody wants to write their life story. And, and guys, this is no disrespect to anyone because I feel that every single one of you guys listening to our voices, you've gone through some stuff. Everyone, not just one or two, every single, if I was to tell everybody, text this number, if you've been through something, 100% of you guys would say I've been through something. Right. So mm -hmm. the truth is, is that all of us have lived lives, but the thing that people are looking for are certain areas that we have been able to overcome. The last time I checked, most people are not looking yet. Shall I say yet? Cause there will be a day, but people are not looking for the life story of Taria Avant. However, some of them are Googling, how do I overcome depression? How do I launch a new business? How do I climb the corporate ladder? How do I find find the man of my dreams? You know, and these are not all my stories, but what I'm telling you is this is the stuff that people are looking up. And so where most people mess up is they make their book about them versus about the reader and helping that reader to obtain a specific end in mind. So it's not a book to tell, it's a book to sell. And yes, selling is a good thing because everybody, you know, and you know, a lot of people don't want to feel like they've been sold, but people love to buy. People are looking for something that can help impact their lives. And so that's the number one thing. You got to figure out what's going to be able to sell. What is it that people are looking for? And how can I pinpoint one area of my life that I can become the expert in? It is said, it's said, it is said that God will make room for your gift, not gifts. And so many of us are trying to teach people all these different things, Alexis. And, and <laughs> that's not what he said. He said one thing, you can get rich. <laughs> Not just in finances, but rich in everywhere if you figure out what that one thing is and stick to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that'll preach all day. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yes, you you definitely you can't be all over the place. And I love that. I mean, that's some powerful stuff. Because I, and I that's definitely a mistake that a lot of new authors make. I mean, they're like, okay, people want to hear your life story. I'm like, but do they know you in order to buy into right. your life story right away? You know? Right. I that's mean, honestly, the book you to write it. You know when the best time to write your life story? This is ironic. When you don't have when people like you walk into a room and everybody knows who you are, like they already know your life story, which is weird. Like look at first lady, Michelle Obama, like many of us, we kind of knew her story, right? We already Mm -hmm. dived into it. She was the first African-American woman to hold the position of first lady of the entire United States of America. Right. She has the top grossing biography in all the world. (laughs) Right. But she can walk into any room and we know who she is. All day. That's when you write. Now, now everybody ain't gonna be no first lady, but that's, y'all understand what I'm saying? You walk into a room and people know who you are. That's when you do that. But until then, figure out what your space is, your niche, where are you good at? And that's what you write about. And you make it a whole movement. I mean, John C. Maxwell, he is known about for leadership. Like he's got several books on leadership. Yes. You would think eventually like there's nothing else you could talk about when it comes to leadership, but he just came out with a new book on leadership. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to try to be all over the place. You know what I mean? Most definitely. Listen, and John C. Maxwell wrote the book that changed my entire perspective on my career and life in general, thinking for a change. Oh my gosh. And he's, he's one of those authors yeah. who has, consistently found more ways to talk about the same topic but from a different (laughs) (laughs) well listen you know who else does that pastors they do do it all the time like so he all but what's funny is he does a lot of the stuff based on biblical principle too so that's why he's been able to do it because he understands that it all does boil back down to the Bible, right? We're not going to get all mm-hmm. spiritual on y'all. But what I am saying is that you're right. Leadership, like that's what he's known for. You Guys, you can literally become the person known for organization and build a whole seven-figure empire about organization because the way that you organized last year, I promise you it's not going to be the way that you organize two years from now. We're going to have some new technology out. It's going to be different. The way that we live, how we use technology, everything is going to change. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's plenty of other people that can do that. And you've got to do that as well. Completely, completely. I mean, that it makes total sense. So what what would you say separates you from other publishers? So the first thing I would say that separates us is that we're not a publishing company. So a lot of people do say, you know, shout out to my publisher. I'm not a publisher. We help you to become self-published, right? Um, And I know that sounds crazy, but no, we're not. And, you know, I always tell people, you, you really should think twice about actually going and signing a deal with a publishing company because nine times out of 10, you'll end up more on top. Let me, let me give you an example. So we, let's go back to First Lady Michelle Obama. They said she grossed $30 million in the sales of her book. That's how much she made. You know how much the publishing company made, though? Do you know how much the pub? Listen, if she made $30 million, they made at least 100 oh hundred, At least, if not more. Now, is it safe to say if she maybe spent, let's just, because she, we know she had it. Let's say she spent a good $20,000 to a ghostwriter to help her ghostwrite the entire manuscript, right? She spent that up front. And then she booked her first location to do her event. And she, even if you bought the book, you still had to pay maybe $5 yeah. to come to the stadium. 
to come to the stadium to hear her speak for a couple hours. All of her events sold out. She could have booked the first one or even had some of her, you know, presidential friends. I don't know. Hey, I need everybody to go ahead and put in and give us $20,000 a piece or $40,000 a piece. And we're going to rent this space. We're going to sell it out. And she could have self-published and walked wow. away with so much more money. <laughs> but you, she didn't need the publishing. Who published her we book know. anyways? We don't even know, right? And so we're... Right. We don't know. We don't know who publishes the book. Nobody cares. They just care. It's her book. And so where people mess up is they think they need to go through a publishing company in order to get distribution. And the truth is, is even if you are distributed through stores or whatever, you still have to market. You still got to go on the tour. You still got to promote it. It wasn't them that was promoting that made people come buy tickets to come to her event. It's because she promoted or she got Oprah or, you know, some of these key influencers that would have did it off of GP because she's <laughs> Michelle Obama. Okay. So the same goes, even though you don't have that sphere of influence, when it comes to you becoming a self-published author, even if you go through a company, regardless of the fact, you still have to promote yourself. So what separates us, number two, is that we teach you how to leverage that book. Guys, the worst thing you can have is a book that is awesomely created yeah. and nobody knows about it. Now, majority of most people, they don't even have that problem because most people write books not designed to sell period. Okay. They don't even have the problem of an awesome created book. It's now, okay, how do we sell this book that was not designed to sell? But once you do have that book, you've got to know, how do I get that out there into the marketplace? So some examples, you know, for example, you know who you serve. Let's say you're writing a book. Um, I don't know. I, and there's so many genres, but the top three industries that people love to, to, to learn about are love, like finding love. It's a huge industry, you know, relationship industry. Number two is going to be making money, making more money. A lot of people want to know mm -hmm. how to make more money, you know, especially nowadays. Um, and then number three is people want to be healthier. So this is why there's so many different things out here, you know, from, you know, learning how to eat, uh, clean or everybody's <laughs> a vegan now for two days and then they not, you know, you know, <laughs> I've never tried the vegan thing. I'm just not on it. I can't. I posted a picture of bacon the other day. I said, this bacon looks too good. I can do it. Um, but needless to say, those three topics are what people are looking for. So let's just say, for example, you have, uh, you know, you've been dating someone and you, you got engaged in three months. Instantly makes you creditable to teach people how to get engaged. Now you decide that I'm going to specifically target women who have children who are looking to find their husband. Now what you do is as an author, you write this book because you're in the relationship space, but you're targeting women who have children who want to find a husband, right? I'm just giving this as an example. Then you go to meetup.com and you find mommy and me groups that are meeting up. And you figure out ways to sponsor their next event. See, this is just an example of things that we would teach. Find you some mommy me groups where they're meeting up and say, hey, can I sponsor your next event? How do you sponsor it? Well, you can sponsor it by possibly break. They probably don't even have sponsors. They don't even think about that. You could maybe get food. Now, what's dope about that? You got a whole, you have a whole organization of mommy and me. You go find a restaurant and say, hey, look, I'm, I would like for you guys to sponsor this luncheon that I'm doing with these mommies, and can you donate the food? They donate the food, so you ain't came out of pocket, and then you also tell them, I would like to be able to sell my books and maybe do a quick little three-minute wow. talk wow. about 
finding your dream man. I mean, that's multiple Boom. streams of income immediately. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> that is, yeah. Yeah. Period. Multiple streams. I mean, now you got me. And, and, and when, when I say, when I talk about multiple yeah, streams, a lot of people, oh, oh, girl. Can we talk about that too? Because a lot of people, um, there's a difference between multiple businesses and multiple streams of income. Those are two different things. Um, a lot of times, especially my bosses, I know uh, my ladies that are listening in right now, you know, y'all are super women and y'all can do it. But the truth is, if you want to start a real estate company, do hair, and you also want to launch your own massage mm -hmm. therapy company, those all require your time. And so those are three different businesses and not necessarily three streams of income. They are three streams, but you could literally find one of those businesses and turn that one business into multiple streams. So if I'm, let's go back to that same example. So if I'm going to be doing the mommy and me, one stream we already know is our book. The second stream is coaching. Another stream could be a t-shirt line, right? You could create little catchy t-shirts that hmm. women can wear like and you can call this, this is going to be the attraction <laughs> shirt. <laughs> you know, you know made that up you know what's funny though like you can wear something and if somebody tells you like this if you wear this is this yeah. is what's going to happen ironically it does right so you could wear a shirt and you can have a nice catchy thing and next thing you know you got all yeah. these men coming in <laughs> what, if, what if a shirt did that and there's shirts that it can do it just based on what you put right the attraction shirt and then you can have the love oil by the way there's this place in atlanta so whenever i come back to atlanta because i live in houston now okay. it's i always go over to this spot that sells this oil now listen, I'm a believer in Jesus. I believe Jesus walked this earth. And so I believe that, you know, they ain't, I don't believe in a witchcraft. But this oil is called love oil, girl. And when you put that on, I promise you, the men are always on it. They're like, girl, you smell so good. So what if you decided to also want to now sell your oils, love attraction oils and things like that? We're talking about, what is that, four or five streams of income? And wow. you use your book to get you on those stages because the book makes you the expert. These are the things that traditional authors are not thinking about. They're, they're thinking that, you know, me selling my book, that's going to be the only way I'm going to make, I'm going to make six figures doing it. I'm going to make a million dollars selling my, selling my book. And then I'm going to be on a New York times bestseller list. <laughs> Oh my gosh, girl. Listen, the last time I thought about anybody's bestsellers is the bestseller in my home because just because you're on a bestseller does not mean you done brought in the coins. Now, New York bestseller is a good thing to have, but Amazon bestseller, I, I was an Amazon bestseller. I made $50. Oh my gosh, shut your mouth. $50, huh? You're an Amazon bestseller? Wow, I never would have guessed. <laughs> Amazon bestseller with the book for 99 cents. Wow, that's true. That's true. So let me ask mm -hmm. you this. What is what is your take on uh the ebook versus an actual um physical hard copy book? And then I know you spoke a lot in your conference about how long a book should even be. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not Okay, so whenever you hear me talk about ebook, 
I'm typically never talking about your physical book that you wrote that has seven, 10 or 12 chapters. I'm talking about like the giveaway book that's going to be like five to 10 pages. Um, yes, eBooks are great and all, but the reason why, or what I teach my particular clients is because many of them are speakers and coaches is that you want to have physical printed books. Yes. In this world of technology, believe it or not, one thing that people still like to have physical copies of are books. People have shelves and shelves of books that they've never even read. They never even read the books, but they like to buy the books, right? So books, the purpose of writing that book is not necessarily just for the sake of reading it, but is to give something tangible, something that people can feel in their hands. Believe it or not, touch, feel, that is a major sense that even as humans, we still love, right? So having a physical book is important. Now, if you want to have an ebook on top of your physical printed book, that's fine, but I never recommend only creating an ebook because that's not the reason why you wrote this book. You wrote this book to build multiple streams of income. And in order to do that, you gotta be out at events, speaking, leveraging, promoting, selling, etc. etc. et cetera. Mm -hmm. Okay, so another question I have for you is, what is your um, your outlook on when someone actually writes a book and where they actually end up publishing it at? I know that, of course, everybody aspires to goals and Walmart and that author section, but a lot of people have kind of gone to that digital platform, whether it be Amazon published books and things like that. What's your advice on kind of, you know, what's what direction do you normally tell you? Okay, so a lot of people want to be listed like on Amazon and stuff. And so I'm always telling people like, you know, Amazon is cool. And it's it's cool kind of to, to say like, you know, like as seen on TV, as seen on Amazon. But honestly, first of all, Amazon wow. rapes you guys from your profits, okay? Uh, you make far less money when you only sell your books from Amazon, like for real, because the way that they see it is that, well, we've got to take care of the shipping, the handling, the printing and all. So for a book that's $20, wow. you might make $2, $4, two to $4, right? But when you sell, girl, yeah. But when you, you can now listen, you can order, you can upload your books to Amazon and print that, you know, like print on demand. You can print them yourself. Like I recently uploaded my book and my book cost me $2 and 45 cents to print. Right. So I can sell my book for $20 plus shipping and handling. Right. And so that means when somebody buys directly from my website, I also make a substantial profit. But here's another kicker, y'all. There's This is why I don't recommend only promoting your books on those types of websites because you can't control your audience. Anybody ever gone to Amazon? I'm sure every single body <laughs> listening yeah, has too. purchased from Amazon. I'm a prime member as well. It's out of control, right? Um, <laughs> right. And when you buy something and then all of a sudden you start getting suggestions. Okay. So when somebody goes to Amazon to buy your book, do you know Amazon will then start doing suggesting other people's books, not your book, but other people's books to you. And then what's even worse is Amazon won't even give you the shipping address, the email, the phone number, or none of that of the people who bought from you. The only thing you can do is you can send them a message. Like you can send a message to the people via Amazon, um, like thanking them for purchasing the book, but you don't get a database. You don't get an actual database of the people who bought from you. No, ma'am. No, sir. See, you're not in this business to sell books. And that is 
like guys, it's so much more income to be made than a book sale. In fact, I can't tell you how many books I've sold because I give away so many more. I can tell wow. you how much money I've made as a result of leveraging particular books. So you don't want to be selling a woman. You need to sell from your websites because your website will allow you to have an entire database. And then you can retarget those people right? You can message those people. You can connect with those people, build a relationship with those people instead of them just buying. And then now they're added to Amazon's database and the things that they like. And now you know, Amazon is making suggestions and redirecting them to other authors that ain't you. And that that's not cool. I'm not trying to do that. And so sell from your own website, guys. Am I saying not to be listed on Amazon? Yeah, you can do it. And if you go look at my book, my book <laughs> is $40 on Amazon. That's how much I sell it for. So if they go, if you're going to buy from Amazon, wow. you're going to pay way more I mean, than what you would pay are, if you went directly so to my website. Nuggets in that, that whole statement you just made. <laughs> oh my gosh, listen. Because I, I see everybody promoting, yes, my, my book is available on Amazon. And just to know that that's the type of profit that they're getting. Oh my gosh. You're better off just paying the shipping and handling yourself directly from your website. Yeah. Absolutely. You purchase it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's I could sell my book for $20 or $19.99 plus a $4.99 shipping and handling. And then I can order it from Amazon for two, maybe let's just say $3. It might cost me what? $3 to ship it to me, right? Because I would ship it to myself. And then I would send it media mail, which will be another $2. So what is that? Six, seven, $8. It's way more. Pro and again, I'm building that database. And if you know anything yeah. about like advertisements and like, if you guys have ever been on a website and then all of a sudden now everything about that company is popping up on your Facebook or your, you know, or major, that's all retargeting. And they do that based on now they yes. can do that based on you going to a website so you can do what is called like adding pixels and stuff like that but you can't add pixels to your amazon page amazon got pixels when somebody goes to your website they can <laughs> they've got pixels for you i mean it goes to your um book on your amazon page they've got pixels that'll retarget but you can't add pixels and it makes sense that's why what's the name jeff bezos that's why he's one of the richest men in the world uh because he's a genius and so the key is, is to be able to build your own, you know, yep. small Amazon business where you can get your 100% profits from the books that you're promoting, the services and the programs and the t-shirts and the whatever else it is that you're going to sell uh, with your book. Oh my gosh. I mean, the nuggets that you are dropping right now, all these jewels. I mean, listen, tell people how they can they can join your masterclass because this is clearly who you guys need to be talking to, all my future and even current entrepreneurs who are even considering. Yes, indeed. Uh, so writing uh, book we have well. a masterclass where you can join for free. All you have to do is go to www.abookin30days.com and that's three zero, abookin30days.com and that will get you access to my masterclass. We have different ways that you can actually work with myself as my and my team. Um, it just depends on where you are, but we try to find ways to meet everyone uh, based on where they are at. We have clients who like us to basically uh, <laughs> hold their hand through the entire process where you don't have to write anything at all. 
Yes, I, I hope you heard that. You don't have to write anything at all. Uh, but then we also have people who like to join us for our virtual events. We have wow. boot camps that we do um, throughout the year where you can join. And many of our attendees are able to get 80% of their book done. So we have all types of things. But the first thing is that you want to join that master class um, to get you some framework, to understand the purpose behind the book and how to leverage that book and really get yourself started. So that's where you guys want to go. And if you want to get in contact with me, a book in 30 days.com if you want to talk to me a book in 30 days.com if you want to know the next step a book in 30 days.com that's where you need to go <laughs> i love it i love it i love it listen since you are that author yes. who has 15 plus books what would you say is your favorite book to this day, which is far? so crazy. It's my very first book that I wrote cover to cover and that it used to be called a vision of freedom, but now it's called a six figure vision. The reason why it's my favorite book is because that is the book that transitioned me into doing what I'm doing today. I never in my life. I wow. want to be called a coach. That's the funniest thing. Cause I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to be a coach. Um, but I love what I do now and I love helping people uh, to write those books and it's still one of the best books where people that read it they come back to me and they're like they're showing me highlights tabs like it's crazy like it's very detailed. yeah so it's still my favorite book um even though I write you know several books after I've, I, I keep on writing books shall I say uh but it'll always be my favorite because it's the first I listen I love that book too I think that was the first one that I bought from you <laughs> yeah and then I have yeah, and then I have the one on fear yep. and also the one on depression as well. Absolutely. And and by the way, um, for I will throw in this additional website. So I decided to to no longer sell that book on depression anymore. Um, I give it away for free, the ebook version. Um, I don't even print it anymore, but you can get that copy for free. All you have to do is go to depression dot show your success.com. Um, and you know, we don't judge, don't worry about it. I know a lot of times in you know, in certain communities, you don't really want to tell people that you're going through that. But the truth is depression is something that exists in many of us, whether it's an acute level of depression or, you know, very substantial, like I went through, uh, it's something that more and more of us are dealing with. Um, and I, I love the fact that more people are willing to share their truth about it because I feel that that's going to help us. Um, man, but yeah, the, I mean, it's, yeah, I agree, especially as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I, I don't remember going through this level of depression that I've experienced since I've been an entrepreneur until I became one. I think what, like when I was at that pivotal, that pivotal moment when I decided, OK, this is what I want to do. And it's right before the success comes. And then it may creep in again a little bit even after the success is here, because you're always thinking about, OK, what am I going to do next? Because you're always thinking about, okay, I got to, you feel like you have to keep reinventing yourself, even once you get to that level of success that you thought you really wanted to be at. So I, I think it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, get that book. It is a phenomenal read for you guys. You really got to check it out. Listen, definitely go to a book in 30 days.com. I mean, listen, all my future and current entrepreneurs. Saria Vision, Vision Avant is where you need to be, honey. <laughs> a book in 30 days, Saria Vision Avant, I mean, is the number one person. When anybody tells me that they want to write a book, I always automatically send them to uh, Vision Avant. 
because thank you queen yes honey always always because listen i have watched you do it and then teach other people to do it it's, it's totally different when you have that track record behind you and you have all these successful entrepreneurs who are not just making money off of their book or from multiple streams i think that's the most unique thing about your entire platform is that you teach people how to take something that a lot of times these companies will never read your book, but they will book you because you have a book. So oh, absolutely. And you, and you already know that's a fact because you've been in the space, you know, where you've been around some really prominent people. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, okay, so what's your book about? Yep. That's it. Period. <laughs> that's it. They want to know what your book about. Is it something relevant to their company? Like, I mean, simple books like depression, and overcoming anxiety, those different, those different types of types. And of course, those how to and the success books. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody wants them. Like for real, you know, it's crazy too. If I can add this, nobody has ever asked, have I ever made six figures? Wow. Like I've never had anybody validate it. I guess they just assume because I wrote a book. Now, th- listen, Everybody listening, this does not give you guys the go-ahead to go write a book about something you've never done. I don't believe in that, and I believe it'll always come back and bite you uh-huh. in the butt. But <laughs> the truth is, is nobody's going to validate. It's like the best certification, the best doctorates, and no disrespect to anybody who's a doctor, who's gotten their master's, because all of those are definite, incredible, incredible accolades, you know, things to, to achieve. Um, but writing these books, like I wrote that book on depression, if I ever decided that I really wanted to go into the life coaching space, I could use that angle, right? Um, to be able to help people to break through from where they're, where they're at emotionally. Cause I've been on pa- platforms with doctors wow. and stuff. Like <laughs> I didn't even know what they were talking about child that they, they, they was using all this type of doctor terminology. And I'm over here like, look, I don't know what they're talking about, but let me tell you what I did. And I wrote a book about it. Okay? <laughs> like here, here we go. <laughs> people we know out here ain't even got a husband or a wife but they wrote a book (laughs) oh my gosh Mm -hmm. yes that's so so true it happens all the time and we don't really even we don't really you you know we don't say anything about it we just look at them okay well they look a certain way so i think that their advice is gold because they have a book (laughs) their book says that they're an expert it says that they're an expert Well, you know what you were said in her book on page 29 that you need to that, that, that. Like, people will listen to that stuff as gold. Steve Harvey, let him tell it. He is the best relationship expert in the world, okay? Like, and it's not because that actually took his, his whole brand oh, yeah. to another level. When he wrote that book, remember? Like, he became a whole nother person. Yeah, yeah it definitely whole got him person. into totally so, different circles I mean, than he was in before. Yeah. I mean, he was in more comedic, comedic and acting circles to mm-hmm. I have my own talk show now. <laughs> Not just the radio personality giving advice and strawberry letters and all of that stuff. <laughs> now, women, women look to me on how to think like a man. Honey. Girl. <laughs> 
Right. They want, they want to know. Ask Steve. I say, wait a minute. You know, men are completely against that entire Ask Steve thing. It's so funny to me. Oh, and he didn't write it, by the way. Let's just say he had a T. Uh, and that's another thing. You know, all my authors out there, the ones that make money, like seven, if you think about it, millionaires that are authors, they don't write the books. They have a team that that constructs the book based on their thoughts, their opinions, their beliefs, wow. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. That's, that's so you got to have a team. You really do. You know so, what I mean? so what's, give us three tips to our future mm-hmm. and current authors when it comes to writing the right book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And I hope you guys have by now already grabbed a pen <laughs> and paper. If you have not, what, what are we doing? What, why are we here? Um, number one, <laughs> Number one, guys, is before you write this book, you must, 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 must know as a result of this, of me writing this book, as a result of me writing this book, what is now happening in my life? As a result, in my life, am I on the news? Am I speaking on stages? Am I speaking at colleges? Who is it that you want to see yourself speaking in front of? Because the way that you tailor your book will have everything to do with the results that you want from it. We already know, yes, we get it. You're going to impact people. But at this point, I'm asking you to be selfish. I want you to think about you and yourself only. When you write the book, what's now happening for you? Number two, number two, I want you to think that when the reader is done reading the book, what is the next step? What is their next step? Is it to come to your conference? Is it to that? But is it to schedule a conference with you? like a conference call? Is it to join your coaching program? What is their next step? Because a lot of times when we write these books, we leave our readers hanging. I don't know, maybe you got another book that's coming out. You want them to know about the second edition or the, you know, the second step, whatever that's going to be. You've got to figure out what is the next step for your reader? Because when they're reading it, you need to go ahead and start making sure that you're redirecting them even in the introduction to the next step, because the average reader does not read past 70% of most people that buy books. They don't read past chapter one or two of books. So you got to make sure that at the beginning, you're already kind of preparing them for that next step. Okay. Think about it. I mean, many of you guys can agree. You've written, you've got some books right now that you started and you did not finish. Right. And so how does that reader redirect the reader? Number two. Okay. So number one, as a result of you writing this book, what's happening for you? Number two, what is the next step for the reader? And then number three, you've got to, this is now, this is a really good tip. Now that you know, what's the next step, you got to create the foundation. Okay. And the foundation of your book is your chapters and your sub chapters. I typically recommend seven chapters or 10 chapters, but no more than 12. I've seen books that have like 24 chapters. That's two books. In fact, that could be three books. Okay. Guys, stop being afraid to write multiple books. You write a book to write another book. Now, what you want to do is you first want to create your chapters to your book. And I typically recommend making it steps or secrets or tips. Guys, everybody is used to that and people like that. Okay. Seven steps to something, seven tips, seven secrets. Each one of your chapters are one of those tips. And then you turn those chapters into four to six sub chapters. Now, if you want more detailed information, you got to make sure that you register for the masterclass. But again, as a result of you writing the book, what's happening for you? Number two, what is the next step for the reader? 
And number three, the foundation. Your foundation is everything. The foundation to homes is everything. Just like the foundation to your book is everything, okay? So you got to start off with seven, 10, or 12. Remember, if you're going to do 12, that's more content. It may take more work. I typically do seven chapters in all my books now. Um, so seven, 10, or 12, and then you create your subchapters uh, from those chapters. So those are my three tips. I love it. Thank you so much. Listen, I hope that you guys wrote that down. Those were some really, really great tips. And if you still don't think you got enough information, go to bookof30days.com. <laughs> yes. Yeah, listen. Yes, please tell everyone where they can find you on all your socials and your website. Well, I will tell you, the only website y'all need to know is abookin30days.com abookin30days.com is where you guys want to go um, really honestly that's the best place to go to even connect with me but my socials are Vision Avant Vision Avant on everything Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn all that good stuff it's even my TikTok <laughs> I think it's Vision Avant <laughs> not that y'all want to go on my TikTok but I mean if you do I don't care <laughs> but yeah so everything is Vision Avant but really the best place guys for you to go right now right now literally when you're done with this listening to this awesome, awesome, awesome podcast. You want to make sure you go to a book in 30 days.com. I love it. Thank you so much to Rhea Vision Avant for joining us at the circle. The My Boss Circle community really appreciates all the great nuggets and jewels that you dropped throughout this entire interview. We really appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I hope to be back soon. Yes. So I'm excited. I, I just feel like we just had a great conversation and that these ladies were able to get some amazing tips for the future and the current entrepreneurs. And we just really appreciate you stopping by the Circle Boss friend. Oh, thank you. And hey, bosses. I know that um, yes. stuff coming up. So I just look forward to meeting all my boss ladies that are listening in. Yes, honey. Thank you for having this phosphorization with us, girl. We appreciate you. <laughs> Join us for next week's episode where you'll get to meet one of my boss friends and head over for our Q&A on My Boss Circle TV at mybosscircle.com, our Facebook group, and on our YouTube channel.